Hey, what's going on everybody? My name is Seth Askelson. Thank you for joining me here on Locked on Coyotes, episode number 34. and Kind of a, a sadder episode, I guess. Um, Coyotes, after defeating the Stanley Cup, uh, the last two Stanley Cup champions in back-to-back evenings, had the day off, play in Minnesota, and it was not the way they were hoping for. Kind of a, an odd game, uh, one where the Coyotes were not only outshot, but uh, heavily outplayed as well in that first period. Uh, things balanced out, I guess, in the second, and then uh, the Coyotes kind of took over, but too little too late in that sense, so the Coyotes drop a 3-2 to two decision in Minnesota, and now they head back home, hopefully, hopefully, are on a flight back to the Valley, so uh, yeah, let's uh, take a look at the game. The Coyotes came in uh, looking to kind of extend their streak. Their last loss had come to Minnesota last Saturday, and unfortunately, uh, their last two losses now have come to the team from the Twin Cities and St. Paul, to be exact. And taking a look at the scoring summary in this hockey game, it was Kevin Fiala getting the scoring started off a rebound. Uh, out in front, Fiala got the first shot off the backhand save by Ronta, but the second one he lifted into the yawning corner. Ronta backed up on the goal line. Not much he could do in terms of that. I mean, Fiala was standing right outside the crease, so a tough one for Ronta to handle. No help from him from the defense. So Fiala scores his fourth at 14:39. Then in the second period, the Coyotes finally get it tied up. Uh, kind of a bad decision by Devin Dubnik. Plays the puck off the boards. He had a good forecheck, especially by Christian Dvorak. He might, have been, he might not be putting up the points, but watching him play, I feel like he's still played a fantastic game over the last couple weeks. Forces a bad pass from Dubnik, and Schmaltz fires it out in front, and Garland just stands right there, taps it in at 5.04 the second. So after that, uh, a pretty, pretty silent in terms of the goal category until we hit the third period. Or Zach Parisi at 5.39 scores his fifth on the power play. Kind of an odd goal. I wouldn't say an odd goal. I think a tough one for Ronta to give up. He's not hugging the post 100%. And the uh, aging forward, Zach Parisi, able to find the little space there, and he puts it in. Um, that gave Minnesota the 2-1 to one lead. And then Lawson Kraus uh, on a good, great pass, should I say, from Phil Kessel from below the goal line. Kraus on his backhand. Uh, sends it pretty hard, and it hits off of the arm of Devin Dubnik and falls into the back of the net. And then Jordan Greenway off a faceoff. Brodeen with a hard shot, and it deflects off of uh, a few different players. It looked like it was the Coyotes defender in front. And then off of Jordan Greenway. It may have hit Erickson Eck before it hit Greenway, but pinballed in. And the Coyotes had a couple opportunities. Uh, Luke Coonan stopped Phil Kessel on the goal line. I mean, he would have had a tap in, but Coonan got a stick in there to break that one up. So uh, Minnesota wins 3-2. to two. That's their seventh win and uh, their second win over the Coyotes in uh, the last five days. And luckily for the Coyotes, they're not going to have to see the Wild for too much after this. And I think it's one of those situations, a couple things, right? And, and when you take a look, at uh, Craig Morgan, um, I think that uh, he had made a mention, um, you know, the 
Uh, in his one of his post-game tweets, and uh, quote, wins against two elite teams, the Caps and the Blues, sandwiched by two losses to the not even close to elite Wild. Coyotes are still very, uh, very much a work in progress. Can't use schedule as an excuse here. Minnesota has been Minnesota's has been just as bad. Uh, I would, I'll mildly agree with that statement from Craig Morgan. I think Minnesota has had a, a tough schedule in terms of uh, they they were on the road for the last four days, but I don't think it's as bad, still as bad as the Coyotes. I mean, Minnesota was in Arizona and California, which. You know, I had, even a flight to San Jose, I took one last Christmas. It's about two hours. So really the longest flight uh, between any of the four cities that they visited uh, was like two hours, whereas the Coyotes, uh, kind of a, a wild road trip for them, um, were on the road for a long time, then came back home for two games just to get right back out on the road. Um, so kind of a, again, I would mildly agree to that, right? I don't think it's not like Minnesota's been – coasting at home and, and had a lot of time. It, it's been tough, but I think they still had kind of a, an easier road. Um, I mean, they, they played a similar type thing to what the Coyotes did. They uh, were at home against L.A., then on the road at Dallas, at St. Louis, and back-to-backs, and then back at home for one game against St. Louis. But they did have two days off in between that when Anaheim, San Jose, Arizona, L.A., and had two days off in between Arizona and Los Angeles uh, before they came home. So, again, I would mildly agree with that statement. Not that the Oilers or the Wild, excuse me, have been coasting at home, but um, and I don't. No team's going to use that as an excuse, right? So I think that for the Coyotes, it's one of those things where. You just got to learn to battle through. And Craig's right in, in that tweet. They are a work in progress. I think they need to figure some things out. I think they need a couple of their guys to get healthy. Jarmelson, obviously. I don't know what's wrong with Oliver ekman Larson. He looks maybe a step behind. Uh, Phil Kessel not hasn't always been the fastest guy in the world, but he definitely looks uh, like something's wrong. Uh, seems as the later he gets into games, maybe he just can't keep up as, as much. Um, but maybe a chance just to get home. Again, the Coyotes have a, a pretty, I wouldn't say easy schedule, but in terms of travel, we get to stay at home. We'll touch on that in a moment. But, um, again, the Coyotes uh, didn't do themselves any favors. They're outshot 20-8 to eight in that first period, then in the second, 9-8 to eight in favor of Minnesota. Then the Coyotes, 13-5 uh, to five in the final frame. Final shots on goal, 34 to 29. So not as bad, but for the most for most of that hockey game, Minnesota had doubled up or even more. Uh, the Coyotes in shots on goal. So again, maybe it's one of those cases where Minnesota just has the Coyotes number, right? Just sometimes you play a team, no matter how bad they are, no matter how good they are, no matter what year it is, they just can't can't get through it. And you hope that's what it is. You hope it's. Minnesota has their number and not the Coyotes are playing down to the level of their competition. I think you're going to find out whether that's going to be the case or not. They get the Kings coming up, um, some some teams that are struggling a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think the Coyotes, uh, they get it again. Get a chance. You come home. I know you only have one day off, but you play at home. You're going to be playing at home. Los Angeles and Vegas for the next two weeks. I mean, it's not going to be – a crazy travel schedule. So we'll see if the Coyotes can take advantage. 
it's kind of weird to say that the Coyotes have been through the hardest part of their schedule um, early on in the season, but if you ask anybody, would you rather take uh, that tough road early or would you have, rather have to take it in March, April when you're already banged up? Everybody's fighting for playoff positioning. I think a lot of teams would say that, uh, yeah, they would take that early in the season in the Coyotes. Uh, tough scheduling early, but uh, again, may pay off for them uh, down the road. So as the Coyotes head on back to the Valley of the Sun, uh, we mentioned this plenty of times the last couple weeks, but they could just get through this road trip, just kind of hunker down and, and really push through. Uh, they'd put themselves in a really good spot in where they're at in terms of what their schedule looks like. Now they come home, play an afternoon game, kind of a tough one. You talk to Aaron Cohen, the uh, CEO of the Coyotes, and we talked with him or uh, not me just personally, but I think uh, he's made a few statements about wanting to get more afternoon games, kind of those times to be a little more easily accessible. It's one of those, I think, that helps with the fact they got Calgary in town, the way Sportsnet kind of structures their lineup. They like to have kind of those those afternoon games, maybe those early morning games if you're if it's an East Coast game for a West Coast team, etc., um, so the Coyotes will fit nicely into that uh, afternoon time slot right before main hockey night in Canada as they'll take on the Flames at 2 p.m. Then after that, uh, the schedule, this is all home. So the Flames Saturday, Monday is the Kings, two days off before they play the Maple Leafs on Thursday, a day off, a travel day pretty much to go play in Los Angeles. Again, another 2 p.m. start on a Saturday. Then come back home for Edmonton on the 24th, so back-to-back. But, again, the good thing about that, you play in Los Angeles at 2 p.m. It's about a 45-ish minute flight. You get to the airport, you fly out, you're home before, uh, we'll say, games at 2. So this is all Arizona time. Obviously, for L.A., they're an hour behind. But in Arizona terms, play at 2. Done by 5, 5.30, on the plane at the latest by 7, home by 8. Uh, in terms of home, I mean you land by 8, you get off the plane, drive home 9, 10 o'clock, and sure, it makes for a long day, but on most Saturday game nights, uh, a 6 o'clock start, yeah, a lot of these players are probably home by 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, so uh, it's going to make for a little bit of a longer day. But um, kind of almost you almost get it. It almost feels like a home back to back. Obviously, it's not that you drive into the rink, but uh, you fly home. You get home by ten, eleven. Get a good night's sleep and come back. You play at six on Sunday. It's not a not an early game. You play at six on Sunday, so um, get the Oilers. Then two days off. Play Anaheim. A day off. Then you go to Vegas. Again, about a 45-minute flight, maybe an hour. Then to Santa, or then you come home and play San Jose. And the Vegas game, it's uh, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. That's a four o'clock start. So again, play at four, get home probably around midnight, maybe 1 a.m. And but you don't have to play till six. So um, a really good schedule right now. And then after that, they get two days off, and they go Columbus day off at Philly and at Pittsburgh in a back-to-back day off at Chicago. Then they come back home. Uh, after December and uh, play a, another good chunk of games at home four to the next five. So 
a lot of home games coming up for the Coyotes, a lot of road trips that don't require them to go very far. Um, so November, in terms of scheduling, lenient on them, shaping up. This is the time where they go out and they just need to grab as many points as they can. And uh, it'll be interesting, right? Again, I think especially that Kings game on Monday, we'll see. Is this a Coyotes team that plays – to their opponent's level, for better or for worse? Or is it, ah, the Wild had their number, and that game against Columbus, maybe they were tired. So, um, again, the Coyotes won't make excuses, but here on the podcast, uh, we can make excuses for them. And um, another interesting thing that I think Craig Morgan had mentioned, uh, and, uh, look, he puts this whole thing, the way I felt as well, especially after they won their, those first two games. Look, they got four points. It was six points up for grabs. And if you were on this road trip and you said, wow, the Coyotes are going to grab four out of six, they're playing a back-to-back against the last two Stanley Cup champions, the two best teams in the league, and then they got to go to Minnesota, yeah, I think a lot of people would be happy. Again, it's the way it happened. Yeah, you probably would like to beat Minnesota and take all six, but, hey, you beat the last two Stanley Cup champions, and you played a... A game where I think both goaltenders would have liked pretty much all of those goals back. Um, Ronta, there was nothing he could do about that last one. But um, I think both goaltenders would say if they had another opportunity, they definitely would have played it a little bit differently. So kind of a, a weird game where other than the last goal, you never really felt that they had done a fan. You know, nobody did anything special offensively. Um, but, again, we'll – Go back to what uh, Craig Morgan said, then quote big picture perspective is the Coyotes got four points out of a tough road trip and are in a pretty good spot coming home in a wide open Pacific division. And this is, I think, the key point where I especially agree with him, but they have some issues to short at, sort out and they need to get some key guys going, end quote. And he's right about that. The Coyotes, uh, Phil Kessel, I don't think is producing exactly what a lot of people thought they were going to do. I think Phil Kessel, fantastic player. He was a point per game guy last year. Um, a little bit older. I don't think the Coyotes gave up too much. Galchenyuk hasn't been great. He's been hurt for the Penguins. Pierre Oliver Joseph um, isn't doing too much in the American Hockey League. But you definitely want Kessel to get going. He has eight assists, which is great. You don't want to take that away from that. But it's a guy who is kind of billed as a goal scorer. And he has three on the year in 20 games. Um, so, And you got to get that penalty kill sorted out. It is not. That is not a penalty kill. That's championship hockey. And uh, I think that for the Coyotes, I don't know what's different. I mean, I think the – I don't know if it's who they're putting out there. I think they have some more skilled guys out on the power – or on the penalty kill. Not, you know, the point was like, oh, Keller's killing penalties. But I think it's – you know, you got a guy like Soderberg. And I think that – um, for the Coyotes, you know, they just, they got to figure out that penalty kill. Um, not necessarily at the bottom of the league, but it, it's not pretty, right? It's not a pretty sight to see. Uh, they're at 80% right now, which near the bottom half of the league. Um, and, yeah, it's it's concerning. It is very concerning. Um, right now they're at 21st in the league in penalty kill. 
the Senators are better than them. The Panthers are better than them. Uh, so they're kind of hanging around those teams that don't have uh, a great penalty kill. I mean, Colorado has a worse penalty kill than the Coyotes do, but I, th- I think you see a lot of like a team like Colorado, right? The reason that they're not running away, I think part of it is, is they're missing a couple of their key guys. But you take a look at penalty kill percentage, and that's that's gonna hurt you. That is going to hurt you in the end. And the Coyotes, pretty good at staying out of the box, or uh, sorry, not very good at staying out of the box. Um, they they're at one hundred thirty-three penalty minutes. Kind of middle of the road. I think you want to see that improve. But, uh, again, with 133 penalty minutes, uh, not a lot of fights in there, and that penalty kill percentage is not not looking good. Um, very troubling right now for the Coyotes. Get Phil Kessel going. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're playing terribly in terms of the goals they're getting. Uh, they're plus nine in goal differential. They've scored 58 goals, but... That's in the teams that are still in it, right? I think we'll cut it off as of right now at San Jose. They've won five in a row. They're at 19 points. They've scored 59 goals. And you kind of look at everybody else Anaheim 53, they're reeling. Vegas at 59, they've lost three straight. But look, Nationals scored 68. Calgary scored 60. Calgary's starting to heat up. Uh, the Canucks have scored 65. The Oilers have 67. And again, the Coyotes, top to bottom, don't have the offensive talent that those three teams in particular do. But you still got to find a way to put more goals in the back of the net. Good goal differential. Great job defensively. And they've only allowed 49 goals. The only team in the Western Conference who's allowed less, shockingly, is the Dallas Stars. And there's a reason the Stars have pulled themselves out of the abyss after that tough start for them. So... Again, the Coyotes in a good spot where they're at, right? Especially after the last couple of years, you're not going to complain too much. But you got to think, if they tweak a couple things, kind of get get some of those other things cleaned up, this is a team that could really start running away with a playoff spot, if not the division. So a couple difficult things to clean up that I think they'll be able to do. And another difficult thing to clean up and, and even talk about, even harder than talking about uh, the Coyotes' penalty kill at the moment, guys – it's sex, right? That's hard to talk about. It can get awkward. We were just talking about hockey, but I want to take a time, a second. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. The days when you were always ready to go. Ah, you know, sometimes those days are gone. Sometimes you just don't have those days um, every every day when you wake up. But look, you can now increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Now listen up. BlueChew.com. Yeah, that's right. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Did you eat a lot during the Coyotes game and, and now your partner's ready to go? Uh, you can still pop it in. They're chewable. They work up to twice as fast because of that, and you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises so you never have to worry about it again. And look, it's not for guys that just can't perform. Yes, for me, sometimes I get done with round one, I'm ready to turn over and go to sleep. Blue Chew, that changes the game. I can pop one in, be ready for round two, and maybe even beyond that. So uh, Blue Chew, 
is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So you don't have to deal with any awkward visits, no nosy neighbors asking any questions if you're not home when it gets delivered, don't have to wait at the pharmacy, and really, just in general, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than waiting at your local pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for you, our listener. You can team up and visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Yeah, we're teaming up with our guys over at the MLB side of Locked On Podcast. Use their promo code MLB. All you got to do, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the best, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So the Coyotes lost just a part of a somewhat busy day in the National Hockey League. Not as uh, busy, I think, we've seen uh, in recent Tuesdays and Thursdays. Again, kind of a weird start to the season. A lot of teams had some big time, big chunks of time off. So I think a lot of teams kind of playing catch-up on games. The Sabres finally get back onto the ice, and they lose again. They lose 5-4. to four. In overtime against Carolina, Dougie Hamilton is ninth of the year. The game winner at 2:28. Stahl, Aho, Teravine, and Shvetchnikov all scored in regulation for the Hurricanes. For Buffalo, Jeff Skinner his eighth. Curtis Lazar is first of the year. Yoki Haru and Larson also score. Larson scores to tie the game at 19:19. The Lightning pile nine goals onto the Rangers as uh, Luke Shen, former Coyote. Alex Kalor, Nikita Kucherov, Andre Palat, Steven Stamkos, Patrick Maroon, Kevin Shatkirk, and Kalorn again. Um, that was just in the first two periods. I mean, the uh, Lightning really piling it on, and uh, usually three games or three goals in the NHL would give you a good, uh, good chance to win for the Rangers. That was not the case. Uh, Yanni Gord and uh, Yanni Gord scores for Tampa Bay again. So uh, in the third period, uh, Chittle scores twice in the third. Pretty impressive uh, for him. Unfortunately, he used two goals, a two-goal game and a loss in a game that was out of hand. Chris Kreider also scores for the Rangers, but by the point they started scoring, the game was out of hand. The Jets beat the Panthers 4-3. to Morrissey, Ehlers, Shifley, and Lowry all score those final three goals all in the third period. Uh, Vince Trocek back from injury. He scores twice. And the Jets take down the Panthers. Uh, the Oilers drop six on the Avalanche. A six-point night for Connor McDavid. A five-assist night for Leon Dreisaitl. And uh, Connor McDavid just doing Connor McDavid things. He gets a hat trick. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scores twice. Zach Cassian gets one. Uh, Burakovsky, the two-goal scorer for the Avs. The Stars. Beat the Canucks. Again, the Stars streaking. Uh, Jim Dowling scores another one. He scored last night. Scored his first of the season last night. Gets another one. Blake Como, his first of the season. Tyler Skagen and Alex Radulov for Dallas. Vancouver gets goals from Vertanen and Stetcher in the second. Uh, In-state rivalry, Sharks and Ducks. The Sharks, five in a row now as they take down Anaheim 5-3. Hurdle scores twice. Burns, Evander Kane, and Logan Couture. For San Jose, for Anaheim, Raquel, Silverberg on the power play, and Max Jones. And then the Kings in overtime had to come back. 
Um, but they did it. Or, uh, yeah, they did. They were down 2-1, and uh, Adrian Kempe scores with 18-12 at 18-12, so under two minutes to go. Um, and then uh, Aaron Ayafalo scores at the 23-second mark of overtime as we'll take a look at the standings. Thanks to those games, all updated on NHL.com. Washington, the Islanders, Philadelphia, all idle. They don't move as they stay 1-2-3 in the Metro. In the Atlantic, out of uh, the three, t three top teams, Florida, the only one to play. They're in third place. They lose, so they don't get a point. Boston, Montreal, stay 1-2. Uh, Carolina, back on the heels uh, of the Philadelphia Flyers. They have 23. Pittsburgh has 22 points. Uh, Pittsburgh and Toronto both idle. They have 22. Buffalo loses again. That's their fifth straight loss. So they did get an overtime point. They're at 21. Three in a row for Tampa Bay. They're at 20 points. The Rangers, 18 points. Columbus, 16. Detroit, another overtime loss for them. They have 16. Ottawa with 15. And New Jersey, again, Ottawa, New Jersey don't play, but New Jersey in last place as in the central not a lot of movement either in the top three st louis and colorado stay one two and uh winnipeg actually jumps into third place they jump nashville they have 23 points in the pacific uh the coyotes they're at 24 uh needed to keep pace with the oilers with a win tonight they didn't so edmonton now a four point lead in first place in the pacific but the Coyotes do have a game in hand. Vancouver, they have 23 points there in third place. Calgary right behind them at 23. And Dallas, uh, their second straight victory as they've won at 22. Or they have 22 points. They picked up their 10th win of the season. I Idle Nashville drops out of the playoff race altogether for the moment. Vegas also at 21 points, who is idle. Anaheim, uh, they're in a tough stretch, 3-5-2 and two in their last 10. They're at 20 points. San Jose, five in a row. They're at 19. Chicago, they're winners of two straight with 18 points. Minnesota is at 15. And Los Angeles with 15 points as well. So appreciate you listening to Locked on Coyotes. My name is Seth Askelson. You can follow me on Twitter at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. Once again, that is at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O underscore Coyotes. Once again, that is at LO underscore Coyotes. One more podcast coming your way this week. It'll be a little bit later in the day on Friday. We'll talk about the weekend preview as the Coyotes play the Calgary Flames. Kind of take a look around the NHL, some of the national news and notes as well. So hopefully you can tune into that. Once again, appreciate you listening in to Lockdown Coyotes. Hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you a little bit later on Friday. But until then, we hope you stay. Locked on, Coyotes.